What's up, guys? It's Little D from FMF. When I'm not mixing gas and hauling ass, I'm listening to Big MX Radio. Hey, guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio. But when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO project, mfceo.com. I got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. I've got everything you need to know about getting shit done, and we can do it together. started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Fly Racing USA, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. W Wheels USA, Moto Ice Wrap, Viral Goggle Bread, and Maxima USA make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Big MX Radio podcast show brought to you by Fly... Actually, as of this morning, no longer brought to you by Fly Racing. And FMF, I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With us on the line, we've got none other than Zach Bell. Zach, how's it going? Good, good. How are you? Hey, not doing too bad. You got any contacts over at 7 Racing that we can talk to? Um, yeah, I'll send you Roger Larson's number right now. Perfect. Really appreciate that, my friend. Roger is uh, the, the man to, to talk to over at 7. But uh, we're talking uh, two-strokes, we're talking dirt bikes, and uh, more, maybe most specifically STI tires with a guy by the name of Zach Bell. Zach, how's it going? Good, good. Just, uh, like I said, just went to my suspension guy and got some stuff so I could do some riding this week. There you go, getting things freshened up. Who does the suspension on your beautiful Huskies? Um, his name is Brandon, and he uh, has a shop at AHM. AHM, Brandon over there at AHM, getting you all set up. Um, this this past weekend, the MTA distributing two-stroke world championships, and uh, now you can call yourself a world champion, my friend, uh, racing um, this last weekend with the number 100 on your bike. Next year, I think you're going to have to drop a couple of zeros. Yep, so, uh, yeah, I, I went for it last year and came up short um, and wanted to redeem myself this year and, you know, finally got away with the wind, and it feels really good. So I'm excited. Definitely. Last year we saw you on a Terry Varner-built Honda CR uh, 252 yep. stroke, and then uh, this year we see you uh, competing on the Husky. Uh, a lot's changed for you in about a year. Uh, tell me about it. You know, it's been good. Mark Samuels and Colton Udall you know, gave me a great opportunity last year with Honda, and I won that championship for them in the Big Six Series, and uh, Husqvarna came along with a great deal that I couldn't pass up, so, uh, you know, they've been helping me out a lot, and I couldn't do it without those guys. Well, there you go, and you've had success. Congratulations on the championships. I guess you're now a two-time champion with that team. One was a uh, a full-length work championship. One was a uh, a weekend-long championship. But nevertheless, that's two championships to your credit. Um, 
like what what kind of changed for you um career wise in the like honestly the first time we talked you were uh you were you were back home in Georgia working alongside your grandfather a little bit uh trying your hand at a little bit of construction here and there but uh and and now you're you're basically you're you're back into it both feet uh in motocross uh, off road as well uh like how did this all come about and how have you kind of uh matured through your uh, your career in quite quite a, a quick way I might add yeah, so the last time we spoke, I was living in Florida. I um, just had my collarbone surgery, and, and I was just kind of on the low side of life. And, you know, I finally let that thing heal up, and I moved back out to California, and I just started doing some trail riding for fun. And, uh, like I said, I got that offer from Mark Samuels, and, you know, I had a week on the bike, and I went straight racing for an hour and a half, which was pretty gnarly for me. But, um, you know, now I'm just living in California, got my own place. Um, won that championship in big sticks. Everything's been going pretty good. No doubt. Turning heads and uh, honestly, um, kind of living up some of, the, some of the expectations placed upon you as a young uh, young racer. Um, kind of, If you could speak to that a little bit, uh, the, the attention around you coming uh, coming into the pro motocross and um, unfortunately some, some injuries that followed and... Uh, the the very quick falling off of, of some of the uh, some of your supporters and some of your fans to uh, to kind of like, like kind of put you in the position you were in uh, like when we first talked. Yeah, so uh, I was a big name growing up and coming into the pro ranks. You know, I had a lot of expectations on me, and uh, you know, I, I had a lot of injuries that I couldn't you know overcome you know as fast as I should have been able to, but. Uh, you know, that's in the past, you know, you live and you learn, and um, I learned pretty quickly that, you know, a lot of my fans were just there because I was winning, and, you know, when I was down, they weren't there, so, uh, you know, I, I took that two years off to let my body heal correctly, and um, it's definitely paid off. I enjoy riding a lot more and can actually thank my real fans, so um, it's been great. Absolutely, yeah. You get, kind of get to know who your real friends are when things are going shitty, um, and and to that you're able to f- uh, to nail down a team ride and uh, and use those skills that you have uh, on two wheels to uh, to get yourself a big six championship. How does uh, racing uh, or riding deep bottomless sand in Georgia relate to uh, wrestling a 450 in the woods of California? Um. Well, as you guys know, I grew up in Georgia on that pretty awesome sand track. And, you know, whenever you put in the work and you do everything you can, um, the skills aren't going to go away. So I knew taking some time off wouldn't hurt me. And whenever I came back, I just used all that hard work and skills to that championship. And, um, you know, the big six and work series are really tough when you have to race an hour and a half wide open um, compared to a two thirty minute moto. So, um, you know, I enjoy the hard work and, you know, the atmosphere of this off-road racing is, is definitely quite different, more relaxed and stuff. So it's kind of more of my style and, you know, I get to race with a lot of fast dudes. So that's, that's a plus. That, that is absolutely a plus. As far as uh, moto skill, do you think that, uh, you might be the, the fastest moto rider of, uh, the, the guys who are competing on, uh, the work series? Um, there's, there's definitely some fast you know, off-road guys in the moto scene, um, you know, it's starting to get big at Glen Helen every Thursday. You see, you know, a bunch of guys with the desert tanks going out there and beating some of the motocross guys. You know, I, you know, I don't want to say I'm the fastest out there. 
Um, but I definitely feel like I am. <laughs> you don't want to, doesn't want to say that's a little bit of a humble brag, but, uh, the guy's got some skills, uh, and, and doing quite well. And, uh, sometimes, and honestly, once, once you went into obscurity, sometimes, uh, people don't even recognize you at the track. Do you have any story quite like that? Uh, yeah, you know, I was actually out there last Tuesday or Thursday on the 252 stroke, you know, getting ready for that championship and was running, you know, with the top guys lap times. And these people were probably like, who is this guy on this two stroke, you know, just counting me down. Um, and it's, it's pretty funny because these guys don't, they know who I am, but they don't recognize me whenever I have a desert tank and, you know, camelback and, and I'm just, you know, doing an hour moto out there on the on the pro track. It's pretty cool because then whenever you pull off, they're like, who are you? And you're like, hey, I'm Zach Bell. And they're like, oh, shoot, you know? So it's pretty cool. For sure, absolutely. Get, get some of that recognition. And, they're, and they're, I'm sure a few of them uh, immediately go back to uh, some of your highlights as a professional motocross and supercross rider. Um, like, as far as your aspirations going forward, do you, do you at all uh, kind of still have uh, some aspirations to, to race uh, pro nationals, pro supercrosses, or uh, do you, find, you feel like you found a little uh, home for yourself in the woods? Um. You know, I, I feel like I found my little home, you know, with this off-road community. I mean, it's like every time we show up to the track, it's just, it's one big family, and we can all go out there and race, you know, on the track and then be friends off the track. But uh, I still definitely have some in me to race some, you know, outdoors and stuff. I tried it last year. didn't have much time to prep for that um, because of the big six stuff. Um, but, you know, like, I was honestly thinking about going out there in the, the 250 class on the two-stroke if I could, or if not, the 450 class on the two-stroke, because that bike was just so much fun. For sure. look, You look good on it. Uh, how much time do you have on a, on a 250 two-stroke uh, growing up and spending some time on it? Is it more of a play bike, or, or, or do you kind of take this thing seriously? Um, you know, I, I just got that bike from Motocross Action, um, and I had four hours on it, and I, it now has 10 hours. So that's about as much time as I put on a two-stroke, or a 252 stroke I should say. You know, I've never really rode 125s, just all super minis and 85s. Absolutely, yeah, because you were, you were a Honda guy. Like, uh, I guess you were, you were Kawasaki until you went big bikes, and then yep. uh, they didn't they don't have a 125, so you would, would have went straight to a 250F, 450. Um, yep. So, yeah, it, it's like I think one of the first times you ever would have competed on a two-stroke, uh, like legitimately, would have been last year uh, on the, the Terry Varner tuned uh, 250. Yep, so, yeah, last year was my first year ever really riding a, a 250 two-stroke, and you know, it was quite the change, but, you know, I knew what I had to work on this year. Um, and it definitely didn't come easy that second moto with Durham, just, you know, riding a great race and then me falling and having to catch a pretty good ways back up and, you know, make that last corner pass happen. Um, but, yeah, I don't have much time on a two-stroke. Um, you know, I'd, I probably am going to buy one if I could, you know. That'd be great just to have fun on and to race. For sure, they're, they're they're fun bikes. They're easy to maintain. Guys like you or I can actually work on those things. Um, but yeah. uh, and and maybe you find yourself in in a in a trans world uh, premix three or something like that, throwing down some of those legendary scrubs of yours. Oh yeah, no, I think that would be great. 
For sure. Um, so what, what's your schedule like on a week-to-week basis? When does the Big Six uh, Championship uh, fit, fit into that schedule? And, uh, and what, are you, what are your goals for 2018? Um, so this year's kind of started off a little rough just with bike changes. Um, going from the Honda to the Husqvarna. Um, only had a few weeks on it before the, the season opener. Um, but now I'm getting the ball rolling, getting more comfortable on it, gotten a few wins under my belt. Um, I'm basically racing every weekend. Um, haven't had a weekend off in a while. Um, but I like to keep it that way. I like to race a lot, you know, get more gate drops. But, uh, you know, honestly, just the same goal as last year, just, you know, finish each race, have fun. And, you know, that's all I can really ask for, you know. I've been healthy. So I, I think that's basically the same goal is just finish every race and be healthy. Yeah, just do your thing, man. Have fun on two wheels. Hey everyone, let's take a break and listen to some commercials quickly, then we'll be right back to the podcast. Thanks for listening. In motorsports, the action pulls us in, and often we never get close enough to the exhilaration and athletes that amaze us. Although trackside seats are available, nothing gets you closer to motocross and supercross action than the collective experience. Dave Drake's has created an exclusive opportunity to get you closer to the sport you love so much. If you want an all-access experience with Adam or Tyler at Dicknap, Henry Miller, John Ames, or even the cat, AJ Catanzaro, you need to check out the collective experience today. TheCollectiveXP.com, as well as TheCollectiveEx on Instagram, is where you can find the collective experience. Do so immediately. The collective experience. Nobody gets you closer. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. What's up, guys? It's Bruce Cook here with Nitro Circus. We're coming to Kelowna, B.C., May 25th for the Next Level Tour, and I'm so stoked to see you there. The most action-packed event on the planet is back, bigger and crazier than ever before, with the largest ramps you've ever seen. Nitro Circus, the global youth entertainment phenomenon, returns to North America this year with the epic Next Level Tour. This spectacular brand new production, an all-moto adrenaline rush, will have death-defying tricks, jaw-dropping world's firsts, and absurd stunts. It all adds up to a thrilling show simply too big to fit indoors. The Next Level Tour launches mid-May, just in time for summer, and will visit over 10 cities across the continent through June. Brainchild of Travis Pastrana, global superstar, action sports icon, and Nitro Circus ringleader, the Next Level Tour features the best athletes in action sports taking on the biggest ramps in the world. The Nitro Circus design team has put it all on the line with this show, doubling down on the risk factor. The FMX 
next level takeoff ramp alone, a towering 15 feet above the show floor, a whopping 5 feet taller than any ramp toured before, will launch riders more than 60 feet into the sky. The landing ramp also looms large, standing 23 feet in height. The Nitro Circus Next Level Tour will include several athletes, including Bruce Cook, Jared McNeil, Jared Duffy, Blake, Bilko Williams, and many more. For more information, visit nitrocircus.com. Hey guys, it's Fly Racing's Justin Brayton, winner of the 2018 Daytona Supercross. You're listening to the Big MX Radio. As far as working with the team, um, what, what kind of what kind of dynamic do they have as far as a management system? Who do you work with as a mechanic? And uh, and, and and also, I noticed when you were out there at uh, at Paris that uh, you were doing a little bit of um, honestly, like some some coaching as well. Yeah. So, Husqvarna uh, is helping me out with the few bikes a year. Um, I have that. I just mentioned Brandon at AHM. He does all my race bike stuff um, at the races, and then I do all my practice bike work. And then, as you saw at Paris, you know, I train kids on the side uh, for some money. Um, but other than that, it's just race, train, and training kids and work on my bike. There you go. And, and I mentioned our, our, our meeting, and actually, I met you without knowing that I met you. Yeah, I know. You, you're like, man, I was. Who was that number 11 guy? I thought you were number 100. I was like, this is Zach Bell. And you're like, Zach Bell? Yeah, that was pretty funny. Well, I was, li- I was like, well, is that the same team that Zach Bell rides for? And you're like, you mean me? And I'm like, Zach Bell? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, uh, yeah. And to be completely honest, I thought I, 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 you were, you seemed taller than I thought you were, you actually, actually were. So I think maybe your, your, your height is maybe exaggerated by those who may have told the stories or, uh, having not met you, imagine that you're, you're some sort of like, 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 like just, just cracking the five foot mark. But, uh, I think you might even have yeah. a few inches on Jimmy D. Um, yeah, I'm around five, four, so I don't, I don't know what he is, but I'm not much taller than five foot. Fair enough. Well, you're you're right in there, my friend. But uh, no, it was cool cool to meet you. Very very nice and very uh, 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 just a uh, um, you're just a gentleman, my friend. You're you're uh, very well spoken, and um, you're 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 what more of what the the sport needs, uh, both more both off road and motocross, in my opinion. Um, but when when it comes to to coaching, what kind of uh, uh, gratification gratification do you get from teaching somebody uh, to to like to rail a corner or to be able to stand up in different sections they couldn't before. Where's that kind of, uh, like other than obviously getting paid for it, how does that pay off for you? Well, I mean, it's just good to teach these kids, you know, the correct way to, to ride a motorcycle. Um, and whenever they, they go to that corner or whatever, and they come off and they have a smile on their face and they say, they felt like that was, you know, great that they feel like they could do more. You know, it just makes me feel good because all these kids, they want to, grow up and race motocross for a living and I can be that guy to, you know, guide them in the right direction. So, um, I enjoy just being out at the track, you know, just talking and, you know, helping those kids out. It's, it's a good feeling. 
Absolutely. It's that aha moment when uh, you're trying to explain something to someone and uh, all of a sudden it just clicks for them. They get it. And uh, for the most part, once, you've get it, once you get it, you've got it and you got it for good. And uh, it, it's cool to be able to communicate that. Um, obviously, you, you've been on the receiving end of a lot of instruction over the years. Um, what, what were some of the things that uh, you've picked up from some of your teachers in the past that you still implement today? Well, you know, the first, the first, I think, tip I've ever received was from my dad, and that was to, you know, never give up on yourself, you know. Whenever you fail, that means you're learning. So I failed a lot, and I teach my kids that, you know, you've, you've got to fail to learn. Um, so it's it's just the progression side, you know, have fun with it. You know, if you fail, if you fall, you get back up and you do it again. Um, so that's kind of like what it, it's been my mentality the last, you know, few years. Whenever the last time we spoke, I just had so much more in the tank that I couldn't just give up on myself. Um, so teaching these kids and what I've learned from Nathan Ramsey, Ryan Fedora, it's just, it's all hard work. You can't give up on yourself so easy. For sure. And you're still a super young guy. you got a long career ahead of you. Um, like, what are some of your uh, your top goals going forward? Uh, like, uh, you're, you're how old? 19, 20 years old? Uh, I'm 23. 23 already? Holy crap. But still pretty young guy yeah. for uh, as far as professional yeah. motocross goes. Um, well, you know, I think I've kind of discovered the off-road side a little bit more. Um, I'd love to do the six days in Chile this coming year, or this year, I should say. Um, but, yeah, just kind of just venture out and, you know, not take life so serious and just really have fun with it while I can. Um, so yeah, venture out a little bit more in the off-road series, do some outdoor rounds, maybe the 125 Dream Race, um, and just just live life. There you go. Yeah, it's get get some of those rounds of the 125 Dream Race where now they're going to have, uh, I believe it's three different, uh, they're going to have a, a West, a Central, and an Eastern uh, Championship. And then the last round they're going to do uh, like a, a kind of like a, a shootout of everyone. I think that's going to be cool. What do you think about that? I think that'd be, you know, actually really cool because I think the first round is at Hangtown or Glen Helen. Um, so I think it'll be cool. That's kind of what I'm shooting for because we've got a long off season during the summer. So it's just good to keep racing and who wouldn't love to hear 125 screaming, you know? Absolutely. There's, I don't think there's too much uh, better than that. Uh, a 125 on uh, at, at uh, full peak horsepower, going up one of those uh, um, one of those uphills, and and uh, not not to poke fun at uh, your size whatsoever, but uh, I think that uh, you probably kind of built for that thing, man. Yeah, and you know I'm I'm small, I'm light, <laughs> um, I've got the speed, so I feel like I can make that thing run pretty good. Did you did you pull some hole shots this last weekend uh, uh, up that long straightaway? Um, I actually didn't. You know, I was second to the corner every time my bike ran out of gear. It was just a stock, you know, two fifty um, with a pipe and silencer on it, so I didn't have much horsepower. But I would definitely get the jump in all the way. That was a long straightaway, and by the end, people would just start catching up to me. Um, but I was second around the corner each time. There you go. So what you're saying is that FMF exhaust system was the X factor to get, at least get you close to the front, get those, the, get the traction down on those STI tires. Oh yeah, you know the STI tires, you know, got me off to a great start, and then the <laughs> FMF, 
you know, just kind of kicked in going down the straightaway. I just I needed a little bit, you know, better of a gearing down that long straightaway. Fair enough. So if, while we're talking two strokes, uh, the, the, the debate forever, whether or not you go with a nickel pipe, a nickel coated pipe or a, a works pipe, what's your uh, preference when you look at a, uh, at a two stroke? Do you prefer the nickel look where it, it's a little bit more bling, a lot, lot less uh, maintenance to take care of? Or do you like the works look, which was on your bike this last weekend? Um, honestly, I like the works look that was on my bike this weekend, just the raw, you know, whenever it gets hot it starts turning all those purple and blue colors um that's kind of my style um i know like a lot of people like the nickel color the shiny stuff but you know what i had on my bike i thought was pretty trick absolutely uh, like uh it, it looked good and uh b- before we uh move too far off of the, those sti tires now uh, it's not too often where uh, Dunlop isn't at the top of the, the top step of the podium in uh, any type of North American uh, event, and uh, for the first time in a long time, you put those guys on top at uh, at the two-stroke race. Tell me a little bit about that tire, and tell me a little bit about uh, your, uh, your relationship, the team's relationship with that tire, Brad. Um, so the SCI tires, you know, came on really strong last year in the Big Six series. Um, me and Mark Samuels helped develop that new um, SGI Pro 2 tire, um, and it's it's the best tire I've used um, by far. It's it's soft and it holds up really well. Um, obviously, it showed last weekend. Um, so, like just the the work that we put into that tire, it's it's pretty cool to see it up on the top without you know everyone knowing what's going on, and then. STI doing that really cool page cover with uh, Cycle News. Um, it should get them a lot of exposure, but the tires, it's by far the best tire I've ridden on. Well, there you go. Yeah, I think that's something that maybe goes a little bit unnoticed just because some of you are so unfamiliar with STI tires. They see that logo on the bike, and maybe they don't make the correlation that that's the tire brand on the bike. But that's cool to hear that there that uh, there's some competition pushing the development of both their tires and Dunlops or any uh, tire brand in, in North America and the worldwide. But uh, it's pretty cool to see. Um, Zach, I know you got a ton of great sponsors, uh, people you want to thank. i give you that opportunity now. The floor is yours. Yep, so first of all, I'd like to thank um, Three Bros, um, Husqvarna STI, 7MX, um, 6D, Oakley, Alpine Stars, Asterix, um, Liquid Molly, Pro Taper, Super Sprocks, um, you know, just, just everyone that's involved. Um, Roger Larson uh, at 7. Yeah, Roger Larson. He's he's hooking it up. Um, and Brandon at AHM. He's uh, got that bike dialed at all times. And Timmy Wygant um, at Husqvarna for uh, getting me the bikes. There you go. Timmy Wygant, who himself raced a 252 stroke at Glen Helen at some point. Probably not yep. at Husqvarna, though. Uh, um uh, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show, Zach, um, and uh, we'll look forward to chatting you with again soon, possibly leading up to uh, Glen Helen for your uh, your first ride on the on the 125, but I uh, really appreciate the time today, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me.